0: So, uh, my guest today- No, my guest. God damn it. Don't you do that. This Andy. is
2: my show. Andy, come on. All right. Hi, I'm Andy Richter. And I'm Jim Gaffigan, and this is Andy Asked Three Questions. That is, oh, what, what a terrible title that would be. Now, if you're unfamiliar with it, <laughs> Andy, you know, so, like, we both come from Chicagoland, yes. but not
0: really Chicago. No, you Both you are from, a, like, an ideal- where you live is so close to the Indiana Dunes. It's a beautiful yes, place to It grow is up. beautiful. Yeah. It
2: is beautiful. But no one used to live there because it was a steel mill area. Yeah. So it was rust belt. So people used to drive from Chicago to Michigan, yeah. Indiana was the road to Michigan. Yeah, but I knew people. I knew like some fancy people that
0: had beautiful homes on in the Indiana Dunes. Yeah, you just couldn't spend as much time. And the closer you got to Gary, the least time you wanted to spend yeah, in the that's water. That's
2: very racist. You of had to you, get a, Yeah. Okay. No, it's very
0: anti-industrial. All right, you don't, you you don't me. like
2: black people. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Go
0: ahead. Say you're it. you're the one that went there. So you're. I love the Jackson family, and that's where they're from. You know, you played
2: me. You played my brother on I my did, show on your show a very similar similar kind of geographic upbringing you and mm-hmm. I had and, it, and we probably,
0: when people want to make fun of us, they both do the same thing. Yeah. They do the There's same thing. There's a Midwestern whining.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like John Malkovich yeah. is a whiner. Exactly.
0: Still. Although his seems classier just because he yeah. went to Juilliard or wherever the fuck he went, whereas yeah. you and I. I think he went to Southern Illinois. On did he thing. really? <laughs> <I didn't think laughs> so. Carbondale.
2: Oh, it was hard. It was probably hard to pull off that attitude in Carbondale. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was probably not as artistic back then. Right. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. No. Hi. Hi, Andy. Hi, How Jim. Are How are you? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. There's a lot of midwestern whining between the two of there us. There certainly is. It's a it's a right. why try kind of. Ethos. There's a lot of uh, although you and I both anger. You and I are both
0: kind of, I think, examples of people that one might not think that guy should be in show business, right? And yet we are both in show business yes. and, I mean, bone-crushingly successful. Right. Both of us.
2: I, well, you know, I think of myself as ethnically a tourist. I look like a tourist and people treat me like a tourist. I've yeah, right. In New no York. matter
0: where you are, yeah. Yeah,
2: I've always kind of looked... Like I'm visiting, yeah. I'm very white bread, but you know what? That's not the end of the world. Oh no! I, well, what are you going to do? You can't. There's nothing. Yeah, you can't, you can't,
0: do can't crawl out of your own pale skin. You know. No, you can't. And I've always, I though, do feel like as time has gone on, at least my attitude about. Feeling like a hayseed, yeah. like I can't do any, and I also I still because I can I dress like a toddler as much as I can right. shorts and a t shirt or or I say like Rosie O'Donnell on vacation that's, that's right. sort of my wardrobe too right um, but I I am no longer intimidated going into fancy places being me right. because fuck those
2: people right and yeah. we, we were born in the wrong era right we were born we were in what way. I don't know. I just feel as though the doughy white guy, it it peaked maybe 30 years ago. (laughs) Well... (laughs) <laughs> oh, don't worry. We're
0: ruining it. We're still going to ruin oh, the no, planet. We're, we're don't gonna, worry. No, we're going to ruin the planet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're fucking but, things up
2: big time you still. Know, Good going, I mean, and most guys. of the senators look like us still. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's- Some of the female senators look yeah. like us. Yeah. No, but not
0: for that much longer. Right. No, no, no. It's over. There's a demographic wave coming- Right. That will be able to, you know, like, find the non-radioactive places- and start encampments there after right. Whitey has yeah. ruined everything. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Tell me about your childhood in Chesterton. Tell me about your, you were one of many. I was one. I was the youngest of six. Of six. Now, were you treated as the baby or were you treated as an afterthought?
2: I was treat. I think I was treated as the baby. Yeah. I, I don't have like the fragments of my memory are not, like some people, do you remember most of
0: your childhood? I'm I'm right there with you. There is shit I just don't remember. I, I am not good at that. I don't know whether it was a coping mechanism to get over rough times. Yeah. But there's things like my brother talks about with absolute clarity. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. And there'll be stories about me that something I did and said and you know destroyed, and I'm I don't remember
2: that in the slightest. It's it's so confusing for me because I also uh, being the youngest, like there's different kind of adjectives that are put in front of people, and I've always been kind of resistant to them, but. I look at my children because I have five children and I, you know, my youngest Patrick looks very much like me and I look exactly like my father who looked exactly like his father. Like the genes are very weird. So I look at Patrick and I sometimes think, am I like that? Was I like that? Was I as, uh, as funny and smart? Yeah. And I don't know. Cause then, you know, among my siblings, you're not gonna get a straight answer right. from them. No, they they're don't, gonna bust your balls. About, yeah, I mean, yeah, even yeah. when even people that I went to college with kind of look at me like, I didn't know you were gonna be a comedian. And I'm like, yeah, well, I was, you know, studying finance. It's yeah, hard yeah. to be that funny. But um, so like as a kid, but I know that um I'm kind of a combination of a lot of things. Like I was born in Illinois. Uh, in a, a raised until like the age of 8 uh in Barrington Barrington that's a classy was, that's a swanky suburb it was it was not as swanky then i'm sure now yeah, it's yeah now yeah. it's much swankier it was swankier. kind of half rural then it was half rural yeah. it was like the it was a, a big commute for my dad to chicago yeah and so then we moved to northwest indiana which is like um which is rust belt which is uh, working class which was kind of a culture shock um and was he t- was he still working in chicago taking the train no, in no he he worked he started working for a smaller bank in in Chesterton, i see in in northwest indiana i see so i consider myself very much uh, an indiana person mm-hmm. and and i grew up on you know so rust where rust belt meets farmland so yes. there were many um you know i went to parties in trailer parks and i also went to you know parties uh you know where i sat on a bale of hay you know again mm-hmm. but even hearing myself say that you know, I don't want to exaggerate this. You know what I mean? It's like I grew up in the Rust Belt, but I grew up in a nice area. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I grew up around farmland, but it's not like I rode a tractor to school. Right, right. And I'm so, I'm in the same situation.
0: And I did occasional farm work because kids could make money. I don't know yes. if it was a, You know, you
2: could walk beans. Oh, yeah. No, Orville Redenbacher was uh, – his plant was in Valpo, which was – Yeah, Valparaiso. You know. Yeah. And so um, – but it, it's interesting because I think of myself – because, you know, as a comedian, as a writer, I'm always looking back and going, who am I? So, like, you know, I have uh, – you know, I did collect beer cans. You know, like, there's things mm-hmm. that are definitely white trash. You know, like, the fir- like, it was not completely a rural upbringing. Like, the first couple times I went fishing was it, when the community pool was converted into a pond, like, they would just dump fish in there. <laughs> and it usually would, goes the other way. And we would fish. Wow. So it's and like. Were
0: you, was it still meant for swimming, too? No, no. It was like in October. Oh, okay. Oh, um, you mean it would change over seasonally? Yeah. No, like, well, it wasn't. Like it in was, spring, it would become the pool
2: again? I don't know how often they did it. You know, I mean, I was oh in like God. fourth grade. and That can't be hygienic. No, it's like that. You know, you would fish where you used to swim. Yeah, they would dump fish in there. Yeah, sure. And you would fish them out. I don't know if you could eat them because were, they, the were they catfish or trout or I what? Don't, I don't remember. I all I know I, is I, that I'm, I'm doubting this whole story. It's true. It's I think true. it's a fabrication. I was, in the newspa- I was in the newspaper for what? Because I caught the most fish. Oh, really? But I and didn't you don't catch remember them. what kind of fish they were? No, they, I I couldn't tell you. Th- the difference between any uh, type. I, I feel like a you've gone through your whole life
0: not paying attention.
2: I, you know, yeah, I'm really, I wasn't paying attention that much. Yeah. So, but when I moved to uh, Indiana, to Munster. That's when I was this true outsider. So that's where I had to develop my sense of humor. Wait, to Munster from Chesterton? No, I moved from uh, Barrington to Munster. To Munster. Oh, I. but yeah. I thought you grew up in Chesterton. I did grow up in Chesterton. We lived in Munster for a little bit, which is oh, northwest oh, I Indiana. See. Okay, and then I gotcha. Chesterton, which is closer to farmland. Yeah. And the Indiana Dunes. Right. Which is very beautiful. It's but, beautiful there. And people are discovering it now. But as I mentioned earlier, it's, you know, the fancy people in Chicago would have a house in Michigan. So, yeah. they would drive through They'd, Indiana. like, past up to Holland. Because there, like, was, yeah, yeah, there were outlets. There right, were right. steel mills that, you know, let out supposedly cleaner water than they took in. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so, but that's, so I grew up the youngest of six kids in a family that um, my father was the first one to go to college after generations of being in this country, so it was it was definitely success was associated with wearing a collared
0: shirt. And what what are, what like what did his sib? I imagine he came from a big family too.
2: He, he was one of four boys from Springfield, Illinois. Okay, that's a lot of my people are from Springfield. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Yeah. And what yeah. what did they do there? My grandfather made dentures. Oh wow! And um, my, but my uncle, uh, you know, they had different jobs. One of my uncles just job jobs. No, but like they, but like the the story was that my grandparents, like there were a couple generations of like bar people. Yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That were working a factory. Like supposedly, the legend is we came over. We got stuck in steel mills in Western Pennsylvania, and they escaped to steel—not uh, steel mills, coal mines in yeah. Western Pennsylvania. And then they escaped because there were coal mines in Springfield. There apparently.
0: certainly were, because a lot of my relatives were were French coal miners that were transplanted into Southern Illinois because, but it was strip mining. Oh, it, wow. so once the you know you, there was no holes to crawl in. It was just. Yeah. R- rape the earth until all the coal was gone and then leave
2: it all behind it's, but I you know like I say all this stuff but I don't know how much some of this is almost kind of half I, heard and half I have remembered heard, yeah. half how I kind of want to romanticize yeah. it it's you know because it's interesting when you particularly when you do interviews even like doing stand up and it's like the impact of you know people on you know being from Indiana and uh, Letterman was from Indiana so everyone was like Letterman was your god and I was like yeah I guess he was and sure so then, if you want it me then and I maybe. started saying it and he, he was a huge influence yeah but so was Bill Murray yeah you know what I mean so yeah, yeah. like I don't know what you know because then I'd read articles and I'm like I guess that's the truth yeah so I don't know <laughs> <laughs> now within the now when within the group of your
0: family yes. when I said were you the baby like were you taken care of by say like your female siblings and and sort of looked after by your male siblings or were you kind of I was I was a bit I, of a whipping boy. I was a bit of a whipping too. boy.
2: Yeah. I was the youngest of six. There were three blondes. Uh huh, and three brown-haired kids. Oh, and, and I it bet was the, the blondes were favored. No, no, the oh. blondes and the brown-haireds would fight. So my older sister Pam, who also has kind of blonde hair, right? Uh, well, she does have blonde hair. Would be my protector. Oh, sorry, Pam. But I had my brother Mike, who uh, now lives in Florida, who's like a really sweet guy. But having a kid changed him. Yeah. Uh, my niece. Because he was a real fucker before, right? He was right? a monster. Yeah. He was He was a really scary dude. And again, I look at my kids and I see my older son, Jack, being me. And I'm like, and I have like uh, PTSD. I'm like, don't do that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And so. You'll and <laughs> make him a comedian. You know, and so, um, but uh, I think in my family, it was very like, my parents weren't exceptionally funny. My sisters weren't exceptionally funny. But humor was very important to gain favor with my brothers. Yeah. And so I, I, um, you know, was just – I was less of a competitor for food if I did my impression of my dad. Yeah. So it was a lot of that. Yeah. In my family. But it was – I think that my family – um my dad aspired he was very ambitious he aspired to kind of be fancy but you know it was it was overcompensating yeah. so my brother mike the uh the one who tortured me the oldest is he the oldest, oldest? he's yeah, the yeah. oldest and the oldest boy like right when he could he bought a pickup truck like he was like we're we're staying white trash we're gone we're going to stay there <laughs> i'll You're show you him. dad <laughs> i'll show you and so it's but I also – what I love about stand-up is I also um, – you know, you can you can kind of I, – I think a lot of comedians have identity crises throughout their lives. But, like, the audience will tell you who you are. So, yeah. when I started stand-up in New York City, I had no idea how Midwestern and white bread I was. But the audience told me. Like, I thought – Oh, you know, I, you know, growing up in this small town in Indiana, I was like, there was a mistake. I shouldn't be here. I should be in New York. And then I got to New York and they were like treating me like I was, you know, who I was. Yeah, yeah. Like, which a is, hick, yeah. Which is, and you like think, this oh, I'll guy. be able
0: to pass as just another, another aspiring artist. Yeah, artist yeah. here in the big city yeah. and they won't know. Whereas you know it, you might as well have be covered in cow shit.
2: Yes, yeah, absolutely. Or or you know, you know, maybe it's hayseed, but maybe it's just it's just suburbanite. You know, yeah. what I mean, it's it's you know, um, it's very kind of uh, a white bread. Thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting, cause, like Dockers and golf shirt.
0: Just right. like, yeah, just the stamp of Middle America. Yeah, nothing,
2: uh, nothing exceptional, nothing worth even noticing. And by the way, I would also say that uh, all I wanted to do was get out of Indiana, and now I'm the biggest champion of it. Like, I'm very defensive of – because I've lived in New York for 30 years, and I feel like there is an overall condescension to the rest of – the United States on the coast. I, yeah, yeah. I really do oh, believe have, that. Of course, it's just of like course. every now and then I'll hear my friends say stuff, and I'm like, that is the most obnoxious thing yeah. you can say. Although I will say, having lived on coasts
0: for all myself, the, the parts of this country that are maligned, they ask for it in many, 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 many ways. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, you can go there, and there are artistic people, there are sensitive people, yeah. there are – Wonderful, supportive communities full of open minded people, and then they pick
2: Mike Pence as their fucking governor. So, yeah.
0: you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I would also you know.
2: say that, like, you know, New York City and uh, Los Angeles, it's like, what do you go, 10 miles outside the city? You know what I mean? It's like 10 miles outside of West Hollywood and people are homophobic. Oh, sure. W- you know, what do you sure, go sure, like, sure. 10 miles outside of New York City and people are you know, more likely to like Pence than yeah. to dislike them. So it's like there is something of it's a strange, I don't know. I think it's a strange identity thing. And it is because I'm constantly touring and I'm in uh you know v- you know different communities all the time. I think it's less of uh, you know, and I changed my opinion on this. I think it's less about geography and it's a Demographic breakup of wealth, you know. It's like no one wants to discuss the fact that it's inequality. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's why I'm running for president.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely agree with you. And I and it is it's well it's it's wealth inequality and it's racism and they are a two headed snake. Yeah, and that yeah. and they are and they are sort of and they are the engine of this country and have been forever. And there have been times. Through extenuating circumstances like World War II, yeah. and all these young men coming back, and our industries having been depleted, and there's this huge burst of economic growth and open mindedness, and everybody's got a job, so everybody's kind of, you know, treating each other a little better. Yeah. But, you know, eventually the rich got, you know, the, the, the Teapot yeah. Dome scandal just finds another way to get rich people richer and poor people poorer. Yeah. And the fight between black and white people being
2: the grease on those gears. You it know? is. You know, I did some shows this summer in uh, Central Europe and Prague and... Budapest and a lot you know, of porn coming out of there. A lot, of, a lot of good porn, mm-hmm. right? No, but I was with my kids, and so what's? Oh, great I'm ab- sorry. W- what's so great about traveling with your kids is that you're kind of thrust to do educational things. Otherwise, oh, yeah, yeah, I would yeah, yeah. just never leave. No, me. I know what you mean. But being exposed to like what happened seventy years ago in Central Europe, like we think of like the Germans. Oh, it was the Germans and the Nazis and mm-hmm. Hitler. But when you're in Central Europe, you realize human beings are idiots that can be manipulated within a span of months. And also brutal. Brutal. Fucking brutal oh, creatures. so yeah, brutal. Yeah. So brutal. And so when, you know, I guess what I'm taking away is that, like, the people in uh, the Czech Republic or in Hungary that did horrible things— You know, like, there was an underlying anti-Semitism. There was kind of, but, like, it was all motivated. Like, we're just so impressionable. I mean, I even, working in the entertainment industry, you know, I'm sure, you know, I don't even have to talk to you. And I know that there's at least once a week where you look at, like. Some show getting press or some person getting press, and you're baffled. Yeah. You're like, "What are you doing, you guys? Yeah, this yeah. is not good." Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And it's and whether it's quality or the qual the quality of the person or, the, or the, the quality
2: of the work or the quality of the person, yeah, yeah or the message of the work. or the message. Yeah, and, and it's just, I guess, what my takeaway from Central Europe and those people are amazing is that humans overall are just idiots mm-hmm. like we're just like we're moments away from like doing horrible things and I you know like as an entertainer I look at the zeitgeist I'm like all right I have an Amazon special I want people to watch it how do I get them to watch it no it's like I don't know yeah because I don't know what motivates people or motivates the zeitgeist to you know a clean comedian who's talking about it's like there's nothing sexy or Selly in that, mm-hmm. so there's nothing. Um, but it's that's not to say that I'm not continuing to try and figure it out. But it, I guess the larger point I'm getting to is humans are pretty scary. Yeah. So I don't think that, and maybe I'm kind of. I don't think that even people that uh, do have done horrible things. I think their their crime is being human. Mm-hmm. Is that they're just not that bright, and that they're manipulated. I also truly think one of the greatest sins is
0: selfishness. Is that when, as long as you just care about yourself, yeah, and that you don't place, and I, you know, and of course there's a balance. You can't yeah. be somebody that just lives for other people. Yeah, but selfishness is the root of of almost all evil. Yeah. is is not thinking not gracing someone next to you with the same humanity and need and worth as you as you do in yourself. Yeah. Um so I mean that's and, and I don't know what you do about that right. other than be nice
2: to them when they're babies, you know that's really well, I think, you know I think some of it is civics. I think it's it's like we have to you know we have to kind of instill this is how you Yeah. Behave, kind of, you yeah. know It's it's you have to build it into the fabric. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. the The standard protocol was rape and pillage. Mm-hmm. It's like you take over this town. Let's rape and pillage. You know, there were some guys that are like, "Can I just do the pillage thing? <laughs> I'm not uh, crazy yeah, yeah, about yeah. the rape. I yeah. just, you know, seems mean. I got a, gr- I've got a girlfriend a now, yeah. and you know, I'm just I'm you know, I'm looking for a TV. Yeah. But, you know, I don't want to rape. Right, anymore. right,
0: right. So when you get to high school, what do you like? What, you know what I mean, I everybody. Was, you yeah. walk into the high school.
2: What is what does the the captain of the football team say when you walk by? Uh, I went to a very unique high school. In it, what there sense? Was, it, there was only a hundred students. Oh, okay. And it was was it a, a Catholic? It was a private Catholic okay. school, but it was also so there wasn't the John Hughes kind of. Rebelliousness. No, the, oh, the, the oh, I, Yeah, yeah. No. So, in other words, everyone played sports. Everyone yeah, was a nerd. Yeah. Everyone did everything. I went to a small school too, and there was yeah. no,
0: there was jocks and burnouts, and then kind of a middle messy yeah, middle part middle. where some kids played sports and got high a little bit, but yeah, it was there was no there was, there was no room for lots of differentiation yeah. into into different
2: groups. So yeah, I I you know understand, but I um in high school. But also, I think that um, this. Uh, I think we're the same age. Are we the same age? I'm, I'm 52. I'm oh, 20. you I'm, fucker! You drew but, me uh, out. No, but here's no, how the old thing. are you? Say it. I'm 53. Okay. So here's what your I also birth. have this. I have this theory. When's your birthday, though? October 28th. All right, you're you're same age as me. So I have what this does theory. that mean? How, I have this theory. How, what is your birthday? July 7th. Oh, happy birthday! Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still um, older. Still older. Yeah. But he, I have this theory that. Yeah. There are, there's the baby boomers, there's the Generation X, there's millennials, there's. I believe that there was a very small. This is like totally uh, arrogance, narcissist, self-aggrandizing. No, yes, like, yes. that. We were was a, special. No, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sixty to sixty-eight. No, no. What no, a crop no, of people!
2: Because the baby boom ended in sixty-two. Yeah, Generation X. Started in I don't know seventy or whatever I, I know guess. and I'm in sixty six so, so it's, I'm yeah, sixty six yeah. too because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm younger than you no yeah <sighs> uh, so so but here's so the thing bad with math but the thing Way is go, like the true materialism yeah that took over America did not kick in until Dynasty all right I'm not a scientist <laughs> but like the, you know fucking like fucking Alexis Carrington is no, responsible no, for it's Donald like, Trump. He, but like, think about it. You grew up watching Happy Days, yeah, watching Laverne and Shirley, right. and watch terrible, terrible shows when you but, look back at them. But yes, terrible shows. But kind of a romanticized notion of the fifties, of the fifties, yeah. And I think that had an influence on this microcosm of a generation. Yeah, I don't know. I'm talking out my ass. But so by the time I got to high school, I. Uh, you know, here's one of those things where I thought in high school, I thought all my classmates, I thought, "Oh, we're going to be senators, we're going to be congressmen." Like I was delusional. Yeah, yeah. I thought, "Oh, we, there's nothing we can't do. We're all going to do where something." Where do you think that came from? Is that from your dad's kind of grandiosity? Uh, no, you think? Or? I think it was. I think it was the headmaster we had. Oh, really? Who was who was very much who would not survive in today's world because he was a yeller and he was oh. uh, kind of like be the best you can be kind of guy. But um he, but I do think that in high school I here's the greatest lesson I learned. The greatest lesson I learned is I worked so hard through high school so hard so that I could go to Georgetown, where my dad went and where he met my mom where my brother, my Irish twin, Joe, went. Uh, He's a year ahead of me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get in. And it was like, that was like one of those, like there's moments of failure that kind of define you. You either go, all right, forget it. I'm giving up. Or you kind of sit there and go, no, I'm not taking this. Yeah. And so I think in hindsight, I was like, no, I'm not taking this. Yeah. I'm not taking this. This is, I mean, I was very angry. I mean, I am very angry. What not as it, angry as you. Was, I mean, I'm well, younger no, you're and you're, you're more angry. Right, right. I'm very much
0: more um, angry. But that's because I haven't had it as easy.
2: Yeah. Uh, and now Question. wait, but
0: wait, uh, what was it about Georgetown? Was it grades? Was it just It was. I the I, draw, think I had, or? I
2: did horrible on my SATs. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think I got like 10.
0: That, see, and that, that's a shitty that's a shitty part of that yeah. system. Is that the yeah. you know standardized testing isn't necessarily uh, yeah. Although in this case it might be reflective.
2: It might. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it might, might be like be. a
0: fucking bullseye in terms right. of capabilities. But right. at any rate, we all end up. You know, the churning froth
2: spits us so out. Where I we do think be. that like not that failure of uh, again. This is like people deal with much worse. Things. Yeah, yeah, I know. But. Um, I feel like that uh, failure uh, – because in the entertainment industry, it, to pursue the entertainment industry, you have to be insane. Uh huh. There's no practical right. scenario where you end up being the host on a television uh, – the psychic on a talk show that right. lasts for – Twenty years. That no, just, there's no scenario for
0: me. I think, like in high school, if I had said I'm going to be a, a comedy performer and I'm going to be on television for years and years, yeah, I might as I might as well have just, you know, said I was going to be Miss America or I'm gonna or be an the astronaut. first man on the on Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just it was it was so and the the phrase toot your own horn. Yeah, it was so toot your own horny that. There's there's oh, no yeah. way. There's no there way that, no that one, was not possible.
2: You know, like no one in the entertainment industry in my town. There was or well, there was the marching band. There wasn't even a theater department. Yeah. And so, um, but I, I often think of like uh you know, <laughs> here's what I do because you know, now my kids are getting older and they are creative and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't you know, it's like you want to say, Hey, I'm a fluke. Like, yeah. I'm lucky. There's a yeah. lot of things that lined up. Some of it is just me, uh, you know, never stop working, da-da-da. But it's luck. Yeah. And so, like, but I always bring this point up. It's like Dead Poets Society, I haven't seen it in a long time. But we watch the movie, and there's that father that's like, you're not going to be an actor, you're going to – and then the kid kills himself. Yeah. It's like at this point in my life, I'm like, you know what? That dad was – that dad was right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy, I hope your wife listens to this. Get those kids out of there, Jimmy. But, you know, like, I mean, look,
0: the dad was right. You know No, what I mean? listen, listen, first of all, first of all, your children, to, to say you want to work in a creative field does not mean you're going to be Celine Dion. It could mean you're somebody that works at the record label, or right. it means that you're somebody that – you know, plays cello on in on her records. You know, there's all – this is an industry. That was, that was something that was, like, very formative to me when I first came to Los Angeles. Yeah. And it started having – well, I was making a living mm-hmm. doing a show, but it was, you know, it was like a stage show, and it wasn't yeah. much of a living. But I came out here, and I remember one time, because I was here with a group of people from Chicago – and we we drove out to the beach, and I remember looking at all the houses and thinking on you know on the way to Malibu, yeah, yeah, and thinking this can't be like every one of these houses can't be somebody that I know, you know what I mean? Like right, like some right. of these houses have to belong to guys that hang lights or you, you know work right. at the studio or are somehow in distribution of records. You know, like there's right. all kinds of ways to make a living in this business, right. and like with my kids. They're going to do something creative, but I don't, I I don't even, and you know what, if they work, I I told my son because he was having trouble getting his homework done this year. And and I mean, and he had other sort of like, but like there was one point where he was really just had trouble getting his homework done. And I was the same way. I I had terrible ADHD or ADD, whichever one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I couldn't get homework done. And I mean, and I was smart. And if, you know, I, you know, my mother, my mother was not into scholastic shit. Uh, what right. she did is she put a desk in the basement facing a, a blank wall. Yeah. Said, so this is where you're going to do homework with a minimum of distraction. And I would sit there with a worksheet that would take me 10 minutes. And for 20 minutes, stare at the ceiling and then go, okay, come on, you got to do this. And then do like half a question and then feel like, like you know, Frankenstein or like a, a vampire having garlic shoved in his face. Like, I can't do it. you know, right. and. Yeah. And I, it was so puzzling to me. And then as time went on, what I ended up having to do, there was no, just, you just have to grind and make yourself do it. Yeah. And that was, I was try to tell my son that. And there was one point where we had a conversation, and on one hand, I meant it. I told him, hey, look, if you're having trouble uh, in in your senior year of high school doing homework, Maybe college isn't for you yeah. because, you know, if you go to college, the homework there is going to be worse than your senior year of homework. Yeah. So if you can't do homework, maybe you just go get a job. It, yeah. It's fine with me. I'll love you either way. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And he told me later, like, when you told me that, it, it broke my heart. And I was like, yeah, it was supposed to. Like, it yeah. was, I was. I was on purpose saying, honey, you can do this. <laughs> yeah. And if you really want to look at your choices, if you really want to narrow it down to simple problem solving, what are the things you can do? That's one of your options. And if you don't like that option, which you shouldn't like that option, although if you did, no big deal. Honestly, if if my son said, I'm going to join the Coast Guard, great. Be happy. Do what you want. But I did want, I wanted him to see like, you know, like, this is definitely one option you could choose. And from all the complaining you're doing about the path you're on, if you look at another path, it's this one.
2: You don't want that, right? Well, then you got to just buckle it's up. So, you know? It's so interesting, right? The whole idea of because there's also forming human beings form, and trying to help it's them it's insane because it's, oh, it's you ridiculous. know you said a couple of things there that are fascinating one oh i, I well i did yeah. one it's just the the detachment our parents had yeah. it was a different approach oh oh but, I, oh the shit that i my parents never came to school no yeah no, I'm i am at school
0: have, i was at school every
2: 10 fucking minutes it seemed you yeah, know yeah. yeah and and so but the other thing is it's like also because i've discussed this with, uh, uh, you know, other comedians is like. Is it nature or nurture? So, in other words, the work ethic, like, I, you know, growing up, my father, we were essentially, I used to think, like, he just had kids so that he could have a yard crew. Right, right. You know, because he would just be like, why don't we move this man? Right, right, It also and might so, have been the sex. Yeah. The hot and sex so, with your mom. But, uh, thank you. But he, uh, but there was, and so, like, I look back and I go, did I get my work ethic from that yard work? Uh-huh. And I don't know. But, So, like, in talking to one person in particular who's a dad also, he's like, it's – you don't have any control over it. Mm -hmm. You don't have – if they see you work, maybe they'll pick Mm -hmm. some of it up, but it's either in them or it's not in them. You can only kind of guide it so much. Yeah, And so, there is that scenario of – you know, you got to do your own path. So, like, I, you know, as I brought up, you know, not failing to get into the college that I wanted to go to, it's – I do think that everything along the path contributed to my success and my failures yeah. that I have right now. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, it, what
0: did Georgetown – what did it
2: make you do? You said after – Georgetown said no, you said – I said, I'm, I'm going to get undeniable. I'm just, I went to uh, Purdue, which was a great school, mm-hmm. and I got straight A's. Yeah. And then they let me in. And so. Wait, they uh, let you, wait. Georgetown let me in. Oh, I he transferred did. in. Yeah. Oh, wow. From, at what point? Uh, so I transferred in my sophomore year. Oh, wow. So, that's, yeah. That's really something. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, well, thank you. It oh, happened a you gotta, while ago. i go. got to
0: really rethink the, my whole Jim Gaffigan picture in my head.
2: No, and so, uh, but it is, you know, it's terrifying as a parent. Yeah. It's like, what do you do? And also the point that you brought up, it's like you want to be honest and you want to give instruction. And I feel as though my children, they're just like, do you remember when Dad said that? Like I, I always pictured them in a therapist office in yeah. thirty years. And then my dad, who yeah. was gone most weekends, said <laughs> <laughs> said to me,
0: "Yeah, but there's nothing. I mean, I know. all you can, you. I mean, I'm gonna be dead. It doesn't matter. Right, exactly. Right. It's just like same with by life way, insurance. Get rid of that life insurance right, right now. It's like
2: the not dad, your problem. The dad in Dead Poet Society was a good guy. <laughs>
0: He was a good guy. Now, is that your model for fathering? Is that, that is it, is he's your father. model? But I can't. He oh was boy. Thin.
2: He was a thinner guy. <laughs> I think he also played the dad on that seventy show, didn't he? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. Have I have a long time since I've seen that. Have a um, nerd look. <laughs> oh,
0: you looked at you. You looked across the room at Will. He's here.
2: he's, he's he, he could be in there. <laughs> He's got got three screens in front of him. (laughs) How much more nerdy can you be? He looks like he's never talked to a woman before.
0: (laughs) Jim, that's sexist. He has. He's married and they talk twice a year. Justin and
1: so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's,
0: Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.
1: Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile.
0: Can't you tell my loves are growing. All right, so after George, what do you study at Georgetown? I studied finance. Finance? Ugh. Why? Yeah, Did you have any aptitude I, or desire for
2: that? No, not really. Oh,
1: that
0: sounds was, so
2: gross. I, you know, and by the way, I think that uh, looking back, I think my dad pretty much pressured me into it because yeah. I was the youngest of six and my siblings had gone to college. And they graduated with these degrees in you know I don't know like uh, butter making, and they couldn't <laughs> get jobs, so by the time any of the georgetown brother, people my brother your Joe, older brother, oh you're okay, he went to Georgetown, yeah, and so we were kind of the hard working kind of uh studious ones i mean my my siblings all are very successful, but uh you know, like you know there was definitely. Uh, a couple siblings that like would be gone for the first semester of college, and then they'd come back, and you'd be like, "What happened?" And they're like, "None of your business." And so, like, they essentially <laughs> just went to college and just drank for three sure. months, and right, then came right. back. And my parents were like, "You're not going." You know? Uh, I mean? Oh, then they and they stopped. Yeah. Did you? Have so to, then yeah, they yeah. would go. Uh, they would go at home. You know, or they Nearby. would. You know, or they pursued. But they all are very successful. Yeah. So. so uh well so I studied finance yeah. and I hated it yeah I graduated I got uh you know I got this job as a litigation consultant in Tampa and because mm. I, I love the beach mm. and so I'm in Tampa miserable I thought for sure once I got paid to do it I would like it more Did you just look for jobs or were you, did you think I want to live in Florida No I looked for uh, any job it, you could It get was a and very cool kind of litigation consulting Ooh, job, sounds sexy. Uh, where you would calculate claims for law cases. And mm. um, and so uh, went there. I had like a crisis where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I remember I had a little recorder, and I remember talking into the recorder going, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have no idea. How uh, long does this take? How long do you there? I was down there for a year. Wow. I did an episode of my TV show about that, that I would- Watch TV, And then I... Because I had... Like, the day before I graduated college, I was with some friends at a bar. And I confided in this friend of mine. I told her, I go, you know, I really... I just want to be an actor and a comedian. And she was, why don't you do that? And I'm like, everyone wants to be an actor and comedian. She goes, I don't. Not everyone wants to be an actor and a comedian. And I'm like, you're lying. And I just assumed she was lying. Right, right, right. So then I... Got that that's, job.
0: That's the ego that everybody who is a performer needs to have. <laughs> because everybody, no matter how scared they are or anything, their basic desire is everyone be quiet and sit in the dark and look and listen at me. You like listen to me and look at me. And that's like that's like if you have that in you, that's like a pretty big chunk of ego, you know?
2: Yeah, it's 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 weird because I wasn't uh, I mean, I was definitely the class clown, but I was not somebody who enjoyed public speaking. I yeah, I mean, I kind of the same way, but I definitely yeah. felt like
0: like oh no no, it's you worth. Are, I it's am you. We're, you are me. Very similar. Obviously, but we have the same prescription and glasses. I don't know about that, but I definitely felt I'm younger. like I definitely felt <laughs> I definitely felt like it's worth these people's time. To be quiet and listen to that what is, I have to know, say. You know, it's so
2: funny. You are so Midwestern cynical and like self-deprecating. And I know I'm describing myself. Yeah. But it is like, it's, it's self-flagellation. You do yeah, a lot yeah. of that. Yeah. Which is what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are me. I am you. But the thing is, it's like. I'm not sleeping with you. You're not. No, I won't. I I think I have sleep apnea. Let me talk to you about I something. know I do. I sleep with a machine. You do? I do. See, I don't even care about myself. My enough life to got get a machine. so
0: much better. If you think you have it, try seriously. I travel. All on. you people out there. All right. You have. They have little machines. They have little tiny know, machines. Getting it, through it,
2: TSA with that, I don't you, want to deal with that. Yeah, listen. I think I have a, low T. I think I might have no T because I, I have no energy. Go to the doctor. They draw your I'm blood. Not gonna I'm not going to do that. I'm not some wimp. I tough it out and then I die. That's what a real man does. You don't no, go to the doctor and go, like, "Hey, give me some help." That's what an idiot. But dad and that's
0: what a man who's obviously right painted himself into a five child corner and wants out.
2: Those children will be my legacy. <laughs> 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 no, so <laughs> what was I talking about before? you I, were talking about uh, just telling hearing this friend, your negativity. This, what is it about the Midwest? Like there is like we love wallowing in this negativity.
0: Well, uh, it's a little. It's bit, not. It's not everybody from the Midwest. It does. I once heard I, I can't remember who it was i think maybe it was john belushi said that people in the midwest like the people on the opposite coast want to get to the other coast if you're in la you think you want to be in new york yeah. if you're in new york you think you want to be in la whereas people in chicago and he was saying sp- chicago specifically because they you know they talk about chicago comedians yeah uh that they're happy being there that they re- they're not really particularly which i don't know if that's true because here we sit yeah, in Burbank, yeah. California, yeah. in a dark room Completely with the air conditioning turned off. Yeah, um, but I, but I mean, but I do think that there is kind of a, uh, a, sardonic. A, well, just sort cynical. of a judgment about like making a big fuss um, like oh look at you making a big fuss drawing yeah. attention to yourself yeah. Mr. Big Shot yeah. you know well, why don't I you think, come over I here and sit Letterman, with us and
2: judge you I know? think Letterman and Bill Murray have that very much yeah that is it's also kind but of but there's a touch of sociopathy to them too I think oh yeah. yeah 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 but what like you're not a sociopath I'm not a sociopath at all you're not I'm truly not why are you wearing a t-shirt that says I kill babies <laughs> Because it's uh, John Galliano's new line, I Kill Babies. All right. No, but I think there is kind of a – and I see it in my brothers because I think I'm a mixture of my brothers. Like my brother Mike, the evil one. Yeah. I mean, there's – Still the evil one. Like there's a dark sensibility. And you've got that darkness. Like it's just a very cynical – like we've learned over time to temper it. But there are plenty of times where you say a joke. And in the past people would look at you like that is the worst thing you oh, could oh, say. Oh, all the time. And hey, you like, when
0: people wanna do like a gross out or a or a uh you cynical. know like hey, yeah, let's yeah. or like like let's Let's joke about something that you shouldn't joke about. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you want to? Okay, here you go. Atomic bomb of hate and misery. Yes. And they go like, whoa, man, take it easy. It's like, hey, you started
2: it. Yeah. I, you know. So there is that, there, and there's, but there is also, and this is me kind of patting us on the back. Because I do think that Midwesterners, and I think Letterman encompasses this a lot, is like, I'll make fun of you. But you'll be in on it. Yeah. Um, you know, like, we're, we're, there's an equality there. Yeah. There's not a hierarchy. That's why I'm not crazy about roasting, the roasting culture, which is fine. I don't yeah, have yeah. any judgment of it, but it's like, I would much more do that on a personal basis. Yeah. Like, you know, like among my siblings, the horrible things we say to each other. Yeah. <laughs> like my children, they're like, oh my God, did Uncle Joe just say that yeah, to dad? Yeah. And, and they don't realize that that's, that's how we show affection, because we don't know how to love.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can. that's a regional thing, not yeah. knowing how to love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not at all yeah. anybody's
2: fault. Right. Right. But I think it's just this nihilism. There's just this, it's I do. not going to get better. Yeah, but I also do think that, that what
0: happens is, too, is that that whole thing about, oh, Mr. Big Shot – You are, that's in yourself too. That is, that is, I think somehow uh, frequently a projected self-destructive urge of like, I'm a piece of shit. So, oh, you think you're so great, but that can also, as you get healthy, manifest itself in a way that, that that becomes a positive idea of, I'm no better than anybody else. And I deserve all the same things, whether they are good things or bad things, no. as anybody else does. And I think that that is something that's kind of beautiful that happens to people from the Midwest, that I see less and less from people that don't come from the Midwest. I think that there's a kind of like a egalitarian yes. we're You know, like, you know, Mr. Big Shot is also kind of like, hey, come on, we're all the same. So anyway, no, that's fascinating. how'd you get
2: into college, or I mean, how'd you get into comedy after college? I um, so I've I got to keep it moving. Finally, here, yeah, know? I finally um, ended up. Uh, you know, I figured out I, a friend helped me get a job in New York City working in advertising and um, copywriting. I initially was an account guy, and then I was a copywriter. Nice. And uh, that's if I hadn't
0: done show business, I'd be yeah. in Chicago probably doing advertising, right? Because there's so much advertising there, yeah. and it was
2: a, It's not. It's a fun. A fun yeah. industry, it's, you know. It's definitely from a distance. I mean, there yeah. is something about corporate America that is, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty brutal. I Soul mean, there's a, there's yeah. a reason I go on stage with a microphone by myself. Yeah, I love acting and I love uh, the the group mentality. But what is that? Six weeks? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's, I'll work with someone for six weeks. Uh-huh. I don't care. <laughs> and so, um, but. So then I got uh, to New York. I worked in advertising. And I had this fear of stage fright, of public speaking. Yeah. And uh, so I took an improv class. And then I was dared to do stand-up. And I, uh, you know, just it was amazing, an amazing experience. And, um, and I, uh, you know, and then my mother died. And so I was like, you know what? All the stuff that I was brought up with, like, pursue a collared shirt, seek security, all these things. I was like, well, this the only woman in the world that loved me just died, so none of this matters. I'm just going to pursue what I think I like, which is the entertainment industry and acting and stand-up. And so that, if my mother hadn't died, I don't think that I would have pursued it. I think I would have been like, what should I do next, Dad? Yeah. And because, like, life was so unfair in that moment. And How that old were you then? I was probably 23. Wow. 22. Yeah. That I was like, oh, I've just been lied to. So, and so then I was, uh, rather than seeking security, rather than seeking the role of, like, play you know work for work till you're 65 play golf for 2 years and then die i don't even play golf mm-hmm. but um i was like all right i'm going to find out what really makes me happy and i'm going to pursue stand up and at that time there was it was not the industry that it is now. You know, yeah. there wasn't comedian like there was George Carlin doing theater. Yeah, yeah. You know that was and there and there wasn't sitcom deals. No, there right, wasn't. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't really. It was totally a pie in the sky idea. So then, I I was like, all right, I'm gonna be the weird uncle that lives in a dirty apartment in New York City. Yeah, and that's and everyone what I'm might do. thinks you might be gay. Everyone thinks I'm gay. Everyone yeah, yeah. thinks I'm weird. Yeah. Yeah uh, no it was a very but like you know the again the bravery compared to like you know people Sure migrants yeah going first to responders country. or yeah. yeah 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 it's but it was definitely uh everyone i went to college with uh, everyone uh you know in my family was like okay that's yeah neat. yeah jimmy is doing did you, his stand up did thing. you get some of them that were like secretly thrilled and envious? Oh, yeah. Because no, I my, felt that too. My brother Joe was, v- you know, he is very funny. And I bought him a class for uh, at Second City. He lives in Chicago. Uh-huh. And he couldn't go. And he... And couldn't so, go, why? Because he just didn't want to do it, I think. Wow. You know, he was also, he had a, a career that he was doing. Yeah. And so, like, there is something about... But again, all my brothers are very funny. And so uh, it was one of those things where it it seemed like, uh, you know, I'm doing this. I don't care what you guys think. And, you know, like you bring up the gay thing and it's like, you know, because people have to understand that like that even back then there wasn't a certain homophobia associated with it. It was just otherness. Like you were supposed to the normal thing. Like I feel like culturally we've even – gotten to this point where we're open to um obviously homosexuality is much more accepted now, but also being different is much mm-hmm. more accepted mm-hmm. like e- even having long hair, I remember when my friend had a goatee and people were like, What the hell's uh, going yeah, on? Yeah, like
0: yeah. we've come a long way. Yeah. see, and that's one of the ways I think too where the, this small town people ask for it. You think like, oh no, they're not dumb and they're not stunted. But yet a guy walks in with a goatee and they have a fucking conniption. Yeah. I remember once in South Carolina, we stand by the beach with a friend of mine. He had long hair, he's Greek, long yeah. hair. We, it was on our way home when we stopped because we we're going to drive through the night to get back to New York City. We stop in and we happen to know because it was the 4th of July week. It's the mayor of the town is yeah. sitting there at this restaurant eating dinner. My friend's driving his motorcycle back, so he has a leather jacket. You know, he just look. he's a Greek guy with long hair. <laughs> he walks in to the restaurant. The mayor from across the restaurant goes, what the hell is that? <laughs> and it's like, it's he like, could be one of the fucking Oak Ridge boys. What the fuck are you talking? What the hell is that? It's no, a yeah. guy with
2: long hair, you dipshit, you know? Yeah, no, it is. It's all uh, the otherness is walking yeah. tall. Yeah, it's everything yeah, is yeah. the walking tall. Yeah. but I don't know. I think that's also, you know. You can find that in fancy places uh, in yeah. New York City. You're right. You're right. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm a great guy. You are me. a very great guy. Tell me uh, uh, about Jeannie, your wife. How did you guys meet? We met at a uh, Korean bodega. Uh, a Korean They're called Korean delis. I, I don't know what the term is now. Well, in our Korean neighborhood. De- de- Korean bodega is kind of like Korean taco stand. Yeah, no, you know, well I mean, the thing is, is it is a bodega, but they called them Korean delis. Yes. And um she I had met her, she's lived in my neighborhood. Uh and um I had seen her on the street, and then I you know, I didn't gain any confidence around women. I mean, obviously I pursued women my entire life, but relentlessly <sighs> uh, relentlessly. Oh. But I, you know, like in my early 30s, I was kind of like, all right, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And uh, so I had the confidence.
0: I think that's always been obvious. Yeah. You know what you're doing around the ladies.
2: (laughs) And so then, um, so I had some confidence and I had dated some models and stuff like that. Oh. And so then. Hand models? Hand models. Yeah. And uh, shoe models. And so then I had... uh, Saw her in the Korean bodega, and I, I said, have I met you before? And she's like, you're so arrogant. We've met, like, three times. Because I'm not that bright. Right, right, and right. And so then. Um, and that sounds exactly like her, which is fantastic. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the That's like, that's your relationship today. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, And so I'm just constantly in trouble. Like, the amount, like, I don't even. And then she'll be really sweet. She's like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, oh, it doesn't matter. And then uh in trouble. And so uh we met there. And we had a lot in common. Mm-hmm. And um, but I don't and she, and she's Catholic too, yeah? She's Catholic. And I, was that a big deal? That was, like, I used to make fun of her. I lived where I lived. I lived across from this Catholic church, never went in it for yeah. 15 years, started dating uh, this woman who ended up being my wife, and then got married in that church. My kids were baptized in that church. I go there. It's like, I think that there's a joke also in, like, because I know that, you know, hearing the Catholic thing is so absurd because in yeah. show business too. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean absolutely. it is. It's, well, hard. it's is, hard. It's hard like, to
0: have faith when you're in show business because it's such a especially comedy well, is is, is tearing things down tearing just things down. to examine and them, not cynicism. necessarily to destroy cynicism, them. Yeah, and cynicism. Right? Yeah. It's
2: like the opposite of like you you have to be cynical. You have to groups are wrong. Yeah, I don't like groups, yeah. I really don't like, yeah, groups. yeah, and so, like, and it you is, are
0: tearing things apart to look at them and say, Hey, check it out, look yeah. at this thing, and yeah. also
2: you're saying things, there's a certain amount of shock, mm-hmm. and you're saying, uh, shock and surprise, and so it is really interesting that I ended up marrying this Catholic girl and going to church and having kids, yeah. and uh. So, it's it's weird because it is also very kind of personal because it's like, again, I look at my children and I'm kind of like, I don't know. Like, I didn't think when I was 32 that I would be going to church. Yeah. I didn't think that when I was 22. Yeah. Uh, you know, even in high school, I thought it was all bullshit. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh, so, it's like, but it's a very individual kind of thing. But do you, now do you derive – do you derive like real
0: kind of sustenance from the spiritual faith aspect of it? it or varies. is it more sort of like the cause I very much understand yeah. it because I used to go to church when I was yeah. a kid and was always agnostic, but I yeah. liked I liked the ritual of it,
2: I liked the community of it, I liked the structure of it. You know, it's it's really interesting because it's nothing like traveling for stand-up, but it is almost similar to traveling. Like, In what sense? In that, you know, I don't want to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to go to the airport. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to, uh, you know, in the middle thing. of my day. Yeah. But there is something. Uh, that's one of the things I do enjoy. I do enjoy being there with my children. And, like, there's silence. Yeah. I mean, they're not paying attention. Uh-huh. Um, I'm and, paying attention. And it's attention. pretty.
0: Church is pretty, and, you know? And
2: there is kind of, like, there's this time where almost kind of everything turns off. Yeah. And so, there's this meditative kind of thing. But, like, my belief system, it's very individual and it's part of my own kind of journey and, like, I need to have this kind of uh, knowledge that I can be forgiven Mm-hmm. because like you I, I you know I have a lot of anger and, <laughs> and sure. self frustration Sure, sure and and I'm um, you know both of us completely warranted right and yeah. so there is something of but would I believe that I would embrace this uh religious structure that over the course of a thousand and or two thousand years has done horrible things yeah. No, I never thought I would. Yeah, yeah. I never thought I would. But it's also, it's almost kind of like, as a comedian, I'm almost kind of like, the most irreverent thing I could do is do that. Yeah. And so, but I'm not, that's not the reason I'm doing it. Yeah, no, I get it. It's so like it the, is, re-
0: the rebellious thing of being a comedian is
2: going to church. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. And it is, it's so fluid because there's times when I'm. I doubt it all. Yeah. You know, but then there's times when I'm like, thank God it's there. I mean, my wife almost died. And it's like, uh, so like that, uh, even the community there was like, I get it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I do think that I'm very much in touch with, I don't know. Yeah. And I think that human beings, like every generation, human beings think we have it all figured out. Yeah. Yeah. We finally figured it out, folks. How we get rid of this sickness is we put leeches on them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, so I think that I want to be in touch with that, not only forgiveness, but with, I don't know. Yeah. And it's believe me, it's not this thing like, hey, you know, just in case. I'm not doing it like that. It's literally something that, you know, it's like I have friends that are in AA. And so it's like I think of it as very similar to – uh, it's it's a very personal thing, but it's just, I used to describe it like being a Cubs fan before they won a World Series. Like, you would tell people you're Catholic and they'd be like, what? Yeah. Have you seen what's been happening? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's insane that you would do that. you like, oh, I'm committed. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I got the jersey. I got all the stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you got know. got all I the gear ever. already. And then, um, but, so, I don't know. It's a, it's a very interesting thing. Yeah. It's like, I think uh, I would give you a similar version of this answer every five months. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, there is also – but it's like there's such – I mean, America has done – Horrible things, and, you know that horrible things. Wh- and so I'm still American. Yeah.
0: Everybody picks and chooses what they take yeah. out of an institution. Yeah. Nobody is like 100 yeah. percent because you just can't. Because it's just insane. there's too much of there's too much of yeah. good and bad and everything. Do you yeah. mind talking a little bit about when Jeannie got sick? Do Not at all. Not
2: at all. Um, what? So tell people. Well, it's, I should point out that Jeannie is writing a book uh, oh, that's okay. going to be coming out in October, all about this. Yeah, you know, of course, the, you know this, you know Jeannie, this woman who's like uh, superwoman. Who's she's the mother yeah, of she's five. A force but, in nature. Yeah, executive producer of this show we did, and all this. She gets done with a life-threatening brain tumor that's on. You know. Her, you know, enmeshed in her cranial nerves on uh, her spine. And the first thing she does when she, you know, can walk is she starts writing a book. And you're like, you can take a break. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And so, um, but it was really terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it was, because again, I was. She started was, having symptoms. It was, she had hard of hearing and she was at a, a pediatrician's visit. With our five kids. I was probably out doing a show somewhere. Right, right. And the pediatrician, who's this amazing uh, doctor, said, You should get that hearing checked. Like Jeannie just was like, I'm exhausted. I have five kids. Yeah. And she goes, Nah, that's a little weird. So she went and went to an ENT and eventually got an MRI, just a routine, kind of like, We're just going to check. And then they saw this growth, the size of a pear. Wow. On her brain stem. It's always fruit. It's always fruit, it's yeah. It's always fruit. It's always fruit, yeah. right? But before you knew it, it's like we're sitting in this uh, brain surgeon's office, and he's describing Just uh, that these brain surgeon. Oh, I yeah. you would ever go to a fucking brain surgeon. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You're just like so grateful that someone likes science. Yeah. You're like, yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> for liking science, because I- Thank you, nerd. It. I yes. think you owe Will an apology. I think I did owe yeah, yeah. Will an apology. And so then, um, I mean, there were a lot of hiccups along the way. But there was, so she had the brain surgery. She had it removed. So there's like this 12-hour surgery. Yeah. And so I'm just walking around the reservoir in Central Park. And so then I come back. And they wake her up because there's scenarios where they're like, they're like. Sometimes people walk out of the hospital the next day. Sometimes people die, and you're like, okay, thanks. Okay, and so she went through the surgery. Uh, They woke up. She woke up, and she she had all these tubes in her throat, and it's like there was a possibility of facial paralysis, you know, hearing completely lost. Speech impediment, all these things, um brain damage, whatever. And so she woke up and, uh you know, like she could mouth, you know, like, oh, who are you? What year is it? You know, it's interesting because they're like, who's the president? And she's like, and she shook her head, Trump. And, uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, everything's fine. Yeah. And some of the, the, the muscle memory of i know nothing about brains but they removed this breathing thing uh that was down her throat and to see if she could breathe on her own and so she was breathing on her own and but the swallowing wasn't working so then she aspirated, so all this mm. liquid went into her lungs. And then she got pneumonia, Ugh. like really bad pneumonia. And the doctor was very nervous. And that's when the brain surgeon's nervous. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, you know, everyone that works in a hospital, they have, like, they have their very serious Thousand face. Thousand-yard like, stare, yeah. yeah. And he was like, oh. And I was like, oh, fuck. Is and this so, a day or two later? Or? This is a day or two later. Yeah. And so it was like, and I'm updating everyone uh doing these emails and i was like oh you know what i'm gonna be the father i'm gonna be a single father of five children wow and i can't With a even, road career well it would be i would just obviously you have to figure something i'd have to give to it up yeah yeah and so i was like okay so i was like all right this is you know i got to do my career this is what fate is giving me then um it was very touch and go for a while. And so it was like one of those things where she, you know, she got a tracheotomy and then she had a feeding tube. And it was like she couldn't talk. She couldn't eat for like three weeks. Wow. And she had to be married to me, <laughs> who, <laughs> who talks. Which is the real hill to climb. And, and thinks only, pretty much only about that. Sure, her. right. And so – so sure then, is inconvenient, Jeannie. But there was, in you know, I did this special Noble Ape about all of, you know, a portion of it, It's all about that medical thing. But it was really interesting seeing, because the, the, then I started touring doing this material, because when she got out of the woods, she was like, go, go. And um, Had she had, had enough of you at that point? She had had oh, yeah. enough of me. At the, but it was one of those things where, I think we live in a certain amount of denial about our mortality, of obviously. Course. But we also dip into this. You know, yeah. we have parents, fr- loved ones, friends that go into the hospital, die, almost die. And we we, we have kind of like this, oh, wow, this is a really – these are uh, the important things in our lives. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, we're yelling. At, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know and so – It was interesting. So, but she's doing a lot better, but she's still, you know, it's like her legs tingly. She's had a second surgery. She had to delay the recording of her book because the surgery that they did, because like one of the vocal cords is just done. And so they had to rebuild her vocal cords. So, uh... It's it's an ongoing thing. It's wow. not like you know spraining an ankle. Yeah. Or, Are her motor skills okay? I mean, they're good. Much. I mean, yeah. she's definitely. Uh, you know. Uh, you know. There's times when like her energies come back a lot. I mean, she has more energy than me because yeah. I have low T. Sure. Sure. And or no T. Well, there's no way to know. And the, you know, like there's certain things. Like we we're in the swimming in the ocean, and there's waves, and I'm like, you can't do that because it's like. There's a other aspect of, like, she has these veins that are very fragile in her neck. Oh, know, all wow. Stuff. So. Wow. It's heavy stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be. And especially with five kids. Yeah. I mean, it's just. And especially since I don't know what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. That, I remember when I was when I was on your show uh, playing your brother, and we were on the set of your apartment, which you told me was. And it was a one. Was it a one bedroom apartment or a two bedroom apartment? It was a two bedroom. But two bedroom apartment. And you told me, and it was a little set. Yeah, it was a little apartment. And you told me it was slightly larger.
2: No, they had to make it bigger so that there they could, could be shoot. Cameras. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I was in the the what was the you know air quotes kids bedroom, and I was like five fucking kids in an apartment yeah. like this. And you said, <laughs> yeah, we were very irresponsible. Like we yeah. we made bad decisions. And I mean yeah. it's. What – I mean, did you – do you think there was a drive to have – to replace the five that you grew up with? Or no. Well, some of it – Did is, you just not think? And you're just like, yeah, let's have another one.
2: Well, it's – some of it was uh, – some of it – there was, to be fair, there was this romantic notion of she comes from a big family. I come from a big yeah. family. But I wasn't – I wasn't uh, – You, you know, did as you were told. I did as what I, I was yeah, told. yeah, I understand. But I also – was you know so like the second kid's really hard yeah uh and then the third kid's really hard yeah and then at that point the fourth I was like, and fifth are like yeah yeah i was like i you know i have no energy sure and, sure and my whole thing and i wrote that book that is fat it's all about like can i afford a decent hamburger here and there yeah yeah that's in the end that's all I care about sure and and you you know there is they do provide so much joy and all that stuff that yeah yeah parents say
0: yeah yeah no i mean that, no they are the most you know, they make everything else seem really stupid, right? Which is the best thing that they do is and they it's make terrible. All this shit that you, your whole life like work kind of things yeah. or career things that you've been really worried about and really stressed about, and you have these kids, and you're like, oh, my god, that's, that stuff is so dumb. So stupid. So pointless and so stupid yeah. and so laughable. Yeah. And I can go in, now I can go into meetings about things that are very, very important and yeah.
2: just be like, well, fuck this. Who cares, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. it's weird. I turned down a movie because last week I was with my family uh, we go to this, this island where there's no cars and it's like uh, just kind of like everybody kind of takes golf carts everywhere. Yeah. And is it in Michigan? No, it's in North Carolina. Oh, okay. And uh, you have to rent a house and all this stuff. Yeah. And so then I got this small part in this really cool movie and uh, I was like, I can't do it. I got to do this. And they're like, like the directors and the producers were like, no, really, this is – you want to do this. And I'm like, no, you know, like. I'm on vacation. I'm, you know, this is like, I'll give up a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I'll, you know, I didn't get any sleep last night, but, yeah. you know, it's like there's certain things like I imagine the kids will go, I remember doing that one week where we would go to the beach right. house.
0: Right, exactly. So
2: I kind of protect that. Yeah.
0: Now, speaking of movies, uh, you have quite the star turn. You have a movie coming out called American Dreamer. Yes. And you are the star of it in yes. like a way that I i don't – have have you ever done anything similar? I mean, because
2: this is purely a dramatic role of yeah. a guy really on the edge. Yes. I, you know, I map the character on you, Andy. I can see that. No, but I – I mean, uh, it, uh, most
0: people that know
2: me are fascinated by me. Right. Absolutely. They think about not much else but me. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I – it was – uh it was an amazing opportunity. I do love acting. Yeah, I love. Uh, How did it come to you? Was the did the director have you in mind, or I? You know, it's. I think. I think it was a casting director, Mary Vernou, who's yeah. been very good to me. She pitched me for Chappaquiddick. She pitched me for a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. And so I read the script. I loved it. And, you know, selfishly, part of me, I want to show people what I can do. Because I want directors and producers to go, oh, he can act. Absolutely. And so, but I love the story. I love the And
0: people love to tell you as a comedian, oh, gosh, you can act. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah, no shit,
2: man. Yeah. You're paying me to, you know. Well, and it's also, it's not as if. That skill isn't used in comedy. Yeah, it's not like oh, like oh my
0: god, you're also a world class fencer. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're fairly close. It's nice. You know,
1: they're
2: right next door to each other. Yeah, yeah. And so I, uh, but I love the the role, and I, you know, there's dark sides. You know, it's like I'm sure when you watched American Dreamer, you were like, yeah, I could like this guy's his story is. Uh, you know, I think the movie's really about white entitlement. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's this guy Absolutely. is very—he's—he's he's like I, you know, he's had some. You know, there are people that are rideshare drivers because they do it as kind of a a side job, side gig. Yeah, they do it as something to get going, so they're going to school. And then there's some people that do it because their life is falling apart. And I yeah. play one of these guys; his life is falling apart, and you kind of track. That uh, as the movie goes on, you m- learn more and more about this guy. And initially, and that's so fun, you know, to like build where you know people are watching and maybe they're like on his side so yeah. that later on they can, you know, similar to comedy, there's a surprise of like, yeah. oh, I shouldn't have right. assumed that this guy was this way or yes, that. Yes, yes. And, and yeah, it because, was. just for people at, at, in
0: the movie, You also are, in addition to being a rideshare driver, you are kind of like the personal driver for a drug dealer. Yes. And then you kind of get sucked into, because of financial hardship. Yes. And a little bit of mental illness, too. You get sucked into- criminal behavior, yes. and it all goes horribly wrong. It goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's- wha- It's
2: very tense.
0: It's very taut. You know, like- Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's almost like like having a meal with you. Oh, well, thank
2: Kaboom! <laughs> hey, that. Yeah. But I, uh, you don't know with these, in like this in, This film was, you know, I think we shot it in like 17 days. Uh-huh. Where, it, where at, by the way? In uh, Norfolk, Virginia. Uh-huh. And it was a great – so, like, there were uh, uh, kids from uh, Old Dominion, mm-hmm. like, part of the university. Like, they used their cameras. And this oh, wow. director was great. He's doing a movie with Russell Crowe. He's, like, taking off. And the great cast. But it was one of those indie movies where there, you know, like, there's no budget. Yeah. There's no budget. Yeah. And so, there – I remember the first day of shooting, they showed me to a room – that had no chair it was just like there was i think it was like that was going to be like your room to hang you out know, in. Like, and i was like can i get a chair and they're like oh yeah, yeah. oh right you know what i mean so you're like <laughs> you're like i just you know i just go stand in the corner
0: like a robot yeah no down. like yeah. it's
2: like do you think people you know but you know they don't know mm-hmm. and so it was one of those things where that's that level of and it was all night shoots, so it was crazy. You get yeah, done at yeah, six in the morning, yeah. and your whole you're like, yeah, you feel you're like I, like I don't shit know what to do. Weeks, yeah, and but so still,
0: uh, well, you're great in it. Oh well, thank you, you know, and you're probably going to get an Oscar. I think I'm going to get yeah, two. yeah, 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 absolutely.
2: Not, uh, not for acting, not,
0: for something. Not, I know, you know. he, you're talking about an Oscar the Grouch. I'm going to get an Oscar <laughs> the Grouch doll, <laughs> an Oscar Mayer wiener, yes. Uh, all right, well, let's get to the what you've learned part. Okay. I mean, what's, what's you know, what's on Jim Gaffigan's tombstone? What does Jim Gaffigan
2: want to pass oh, on to his kids? I think um, what I've learned is, I think I've learned uh, that uh, m- being angry and complaining, which I uh, indulge in, uh, serves no purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Except material. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I think I think some of the, you know, so there is the anger that bumps me on an idea that ends up being material. Sure, that fuels your but, work, yeah. But, like, the frustration of, like, the first seven years I did stand-up, I felt like there was just, I couldn't get a break. Yeah. Um, I don't think that was productive. I also think that um, assuming that... Other pe- I think that uh, one of the things I learned is that roughly 80% of people that have jobs are bad at them. Mm. And that's not to be kind of uh, mean, but if you assume... It's just the way it works. It, it, you just assume they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And so, like, you don't... I mean, which sounds kind of jerky, but it's more of, like, don't assume that this person who's going to do this knows what they're doing. Right. I I my fam I came from a bunch of
0: family businesses yeah. that their business model seemed to be putting out fires. There was no thinking ahead. There was just kind of like, we'll show up and open the store and oh shit, something happened and deal with it. Yeah. And I just assumed when I got out into the big adult world that no there would be smooth, sophisticated people that yeah. really had a plan. No. No, yeah. it's all the same. It's just everybody going to work and sitting there quietly until something happens and then going, oh, fuck, I got to figure this yeah. out. Yeah. And 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 it's like, okay, I don't know why I thought any different. Like why I would think that like what these family members were doing would be any different than what people at a movie studio
2: were doing. Well, that's the thing that I think, you know, there's all these moments of looking behind the curtain That moment in The Wizard of Oz where you're like, oh, there is no Oz. That's all the entertainment industry. It's like, But, you know, like, and I'm not bashing the Montreal Comedy Festival, but, like, when I was starting as a comedian, I just wanted to get to the Montreal Comedy Festival, and then I got there, and I'm like, oh, it's just a bunch of comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, (laughs) but, like, I feel like the entertainment industry, it's like I'm very excited about all the opportunities I've had and stand-up and, but... You know, I have this new special on Amazon, but you know, so I was like, I'm going to be the first special on Amazon. They're probably going to have a parade for me. <laughs> and do you know what I mean? It's like the press releases Amazon's first original. And the reality is, it's an enormous corporation. Yeah. The biggest corporation. They in got the a world. gazillion things going and on. They don't care. Yeah. Now, are they going to promote it? Yes. But like, So, like, oh, it's – it's I always naively think that you're going to achieve something and then you'll be metaphorically escorted into a room of luxury. Yeah. And that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So, I keep learning that over and over again. It's like once I get this, I won't ever have to deal with a heckler or I won't – Yeah. And, you know, that's the other thing I've learned is that I do like surprises that I think being a comedian – I like being on stage I like the fact that there's uh there's a risk of utter humiliation. I like that yeah I like the I mean it's stacked I'm holding a microphone you know I have uh, my bag of tricks yeah. I have jokes but I like the risk I like the uh the endorphin rush. I've learned that I need to uh seek creative fulfillment as opposed to uh you know other people's idea of success like i yeah. think it took me a long time or to notoriety
0: realize. like you know like being famous or something yeah. yeah no,
2: like the whole um idea like every time there's an article about me uh in stand-up i always kind of like get mad at myself for reading it because it's always kind of like, there's nothing sexy about what I do, but people come and see it. Yeah. So, like, when some New York Times writer is writing about me, he's just like, I don't know. He's just like, he does a lot of jokes that people like. And I'm like, yeah, that's the idea. That's, yeah. yeah. That's what it's supposed right, to right. be. He makes people feel good. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He, You know, people come and, and they get happy. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to, like, you know, uh, me reinventing. Like, I'm essentially doing exactly what... A comedian's supposed to do. Yeah, they they describe it as conventional. Like that's a a negative thing, right? Do you know what I mean? But getting caught up in other people's expectations is always a waste of time. Yeah, and I remember even when I started, people were like, "Why don't you go on the Tonight Show?" And I'm like, "It's not like I haven't thought of that." Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Have you thought of going on Conan's show? Oh, yeah, 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 I yeah, thought yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the thing that I've uh, learned is that. There's so much I don't know, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm just gonna continue to not know more and more. Yeah, yeah. And that I'm good in bed, and I have a huge penis. And you're mm-hmm. younger than me, and I'm younger than you. You got that going for mm-hmm.
0: you. That's probably why, the, why. What? Probably one of the thing that really fuels your sexual prowess. Yeah, is knowing you're younger but, than but me. But you know what? If I didn't have low T or right. no T, sure, sure, sure. Probably it would be dangerous for women. It would be for out. you. Oh e- yeah, yeah. I
2: didn't even bring it with me. Oh, I, you what, know, didn't bring what? Your penis? No, it's out playing pool. I don't know what it's
0: doing. <laughs> playing <and> pool.
2: <laughs> now that I would like to see, right?
0: Well, Jim, thank you for doing this. Thank you. And quite seriously, I am so glad uh, to know you and to have gotten to know you over the years and to count you as a friend and to uh, and like when you asked me to be on your show and play your brother it was very meaningful to me and okay. I, and I was very touched by that. You know. Well, I do feel like we're yeah. related. So. I know it was—I know it was Jeannie's idea. No,
2: it was totally still. my idea. <laughs> it was totally my idea.
0: All right. Well, uh, God bless you. Thank you, buddy. And keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate it. And and more. And uh, good luck with the movie and the and the new special. And um, and give my love to Jeannie. I will. Thanks. Not those goddamn kids, though. Not them. All right, listeners. Thank you. Uh, we'll see you next time on the Three Questions with me. Uh, I forget my name.